background. Um, I can hear everything that's going on. I'll just be, you know, getting other stuff done at the same time, okay? If you need anything, anything changes, you let me know. So I'm going to hit the record button. Thank you, Lauren. I hear she is. Hold on. Oh, good. Hi, Elizabeth. Amazing. We're all here. Hello. Hello. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. So I'm going to officially welcome everybody to the beginning of Ellie's class. And here we go. Have a great time. I'm here in the background if you need me. And it's, you've got a great class going forward. And Donna, did you meet Elizabeth before in Azula? Yes. Okay, great. So everybody knows each other. Even better. Amazing. My video is going off and I'm muting myself because my dogs. But I can hear you. Amazing, Lauren. Thanks for setting this up and Polvi EDU and bringing us this platform that we can join together as a continuation from our Zula experiences. Both of you, I've seen you on, on Zula and I hope this is just being, this is the first renewal of the course that it will grow and you'll be uh, happy with the experience that other people will join. But the, the point of the course is to tune into the now and to the opportunity to unify our life this moment and not think about what's going to be, but right now tune in to the flow that's available. There is a specific flow that you guys were blessed, both of you, to be part of this today's series. And, you know, I do believe that, you know, there's a recording and it will go, um, you know, further than here. But the opportunity also is for you guys to be interactive directly. That's that's the uh, specialness, because really to develop unity concepts I need to unify with other people and I don't want to just have it all in my head to keep everything in my head will, would actually not be a healthy experience um, for especially with what my mission in this world is which is united souls united souls just to explain very as an introduction and the name of the course as we said was you know bringing united souls global um, the concept of United Souls is that we have a soul. That's that's the uh, paradigm that we're all accepting. I think that most people in the world nowadays have an awareness that there is some sort of uh, higher force or some higher version of themselves, a more internal, deeper version of a person, and that we'll call the soul level. And the concept is to bring that soul level beyond an individual into the community and into the level of united, that we join up with a larger level of soul, which is the united soul level of humanity. And that's something which is a very spiritual concept. You know, I have, thank God, uh, written a book on this, and thank God I've been involved in uh, many projects. My, my actual personal brand and, and business is called Unity Inspires Projects, and I've been working on this for the last few years. I started building it when I was working for Corporate America, and I was sitting on the side with my little laptop, building my own business as I was trying to run a corporate company for a, for a big American brand. And I realized that I was not happy doing that, so I needed to find a channel for that part of myself. Just as a quick intro who I am, I grew up in North London in the entertainment world, at the largest events in history. My family would promote and are still promoters in the event world and merchandise. And thank God that was a very uh, powerful experience. Until I was around 18, I was attending the largest events, including Live Aid, 
and sitting in the royal box and seeing all the the unity that's created through musical performance and entertainment. And when I came to Israel around uh, 1998, and I've been here now over 21, 22 years living here, I had the opportunity to open my soul level, to connect to that part of myself, which I did have some awareness growing up in England, but it was a gradual process of becoming more in touch with that side of myself. And I found, thank God, that the soul level has brought me to connect with beautiful people like Jeff and Lauren, and that's what we're doing here in Nazula and now in, in the Polva EDU, that there's an opportunity to really unite with people and what's pushing me, because it was a challenging year, as we all know. After living here, you know, I was running a, a Unity Bookings business, promoting artists and speakers, bringing them on tours. So I had to switch to an online experience, and that's where we all met. So that's basically my introduction that there's been a transition point that we can't always meet in person. So we have to now come up with effective tools. How can we unify with people online? And when we're offline, how to do it more effectively, spiritually together with people and to understand that we're not really alone. That was one of the big um, enlightenments I had during this time period that we felt very far from people. And I, I know, for, for example, Elizabeth doesn't live like so close to a lot of us. Is that correct? Just want to make sure. Yeah. So exactly. So yeah, I'm kind of no man's land up here. <laughs> yeah. So being that you're someone who's, you know, further away physically. So even on a regular, you know, experience before Corona, as people say, BC before Corona, you know, and AC, hopefully we're after Corona that, there is now still an online experience that's staying with all of us, especially if physically we're not able to be located. And as Jeff himself said, he's not going to be traveling like he used to to have business meetings. Things have shifted, that we're going to have these online experiences and we're going to connect. So we're going to have to work out as a human race what's going to be now as technology comes more and more invasive, but in a good way, hopefully in a way that brings us together and to understand how we can bring the soul level into that experience. That it shouldn't just be something you have to travel off to some high mountain somewhere or some guru. That it's something that you have within. Every person, every human has a soul within. And by learning the, the voice of the soul, by becoming more aware of it, to believe in yourself, to have more of a connection to the soul level, you won't feel um, distant from other humans, from people you love, from your close relationship circle, from the people that you want to be with. You won't feel that distance because you know that you're impacting them because you're tuned into a soul experience. And that's not something that ever, ever is interrupted. It can't ever be disrupted by Wi-Fi or going down or media aspect, how the media is uh, making a narrative for people. It's, it's a very encouraging clarification of life because you're no longer being held back by the physical reality of that you that you seem to find yourself in, and that leads us to begin the course. That the first point is 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 to being proactive versus being reactive. We all know that this concept of being proactive was brought down by Viktor Frankl and many other you know thought leaders after you know such a harrowing experience that Viktor Frankl had in the Holocaust. He was not reactive. He was proactive, and he wrote an unbelievable book that we all you know, have gained from, many of us. And Stephen Covey 
for me, was someone who then brought it into a practical aspect of how can you apply it in your daily life, in business, how can you give over to people in realistic ways, how they can be more proactive. He gave a lot of examples and even wrote up storylines. And it was amazing. If you go to his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and all the other books that he wrote after that, that you see a lot of insight how to be proactive and not to be reactive. And I would say that Tony Robbins, um, who's obviously a very influential person nowadays, a lot of his initial inspiration, I would put all of it into that one habit of being proactive, I would say. A lot of his, uh, you know, The Giant Within You and all his major books that got him on the, in the global level was understanding that concept. So we're going to go into that. What does it mean, proactive? It means taking ownership of yourself, which is a really important um, clarification for a lot of people. Once again, how does this connect to the soul level? Because the soul is aware that you have a mission and you have a purpose. We'll discuss more the idea of mission later on and goals and values. That'll be the next level. But to understand that you have that personal journey, that personal reality, and you have to take ownership of it. It's not something that you can blame anyone. And that's really the concept of reactive. Being reactive is blaming and victimhood. Which if you'd listened to a recent interview of Tony Robbins, literally like last week, um, with Lewis Howes. I recommend checking it out. It's an amazing interview. I was actually one of the best interviews I've heard from Tony Robbins in recent years. And um, he really was very open and uh, very raw. And one of the things that he mentioned there very much was our, na- our generations got too caught up in victimhood. And we know that the media is backing that narrative. And therefore, that's an actual danger to our happiness and enjoyment of being alive in this world and our effectiveness. And we have to be wary of that victimhood mentality that's being developed. And I'm not getting political. That's a very important rule. I'm just explaining the narratives that are going on out there and trying to get remind ourselves back. We have a soul level which doesn't enter into that narrative. It's, it's already either above it or within. It's a more inner reality. And the inner reality doesn't get blemished by this current you know, push to create a certain movement for political gain or whatever, it, whatever the reason and gender behind it is. But the struggle is to maintain a proactive mindset. And that will give you a much more effective lifestyle. For example, being proactive is using each experience as an opportunity to learn and grow. That's what the whole Corona challenge was, an opportunity to learn and grow. And here we are talking on Polva EDU. It would never have happened. Jeff was too busy traveling. I was too busy with my artists. This reality that we're sitting talking today is us taking this challenge and turning it into an opportunity of the coronavirus. And another example would be the uh, opportunity to use the time of that we had during this year and a half of instead of watching and binging Netflix, we use the opportunity to, for me personally, for example, write a book, United Souls. And that was every night I sat down and wrote another paragraph and finished it by around February time. And now we're in the editing process, thank God. And that would turn the whole year and now the last few months of developing a book and bringing down concepts that I'd be always wanting to do, but never had the availability. And that was once again an example that each of us can do in our own way, whatever that is for you personally, whatever you feel you want to accomplish, to take that challenge that's going on and turn it into an opportunity. 
Um, another point, by the way, anyone can interrupt me with questions, and I want it to be interactive. Um, just one more point in terms of reactive, being reactive, that even if there is a reason to blame, now I'll just say a very quick example, maybe this will um, get, get the conversation flowing, but right now there is a lot of you know, things that have happened around where I live which have created a certain feeling of anger inside of me, whether that's wrong or right is not the point, but that's how I felt. And that's part of what we're doing here. We have to be authentic and real with our feelings. But, um, for example, there was a tragedy up in a, a place called Moron where 45 souls were crushed in the crowd, um, crush experience. And a lot of people felt initial anger towards the police that, that changed the flow of the crowd. And, uh, and then there was also now recently rioting and fights going on right outside my house. Literally, as I said before we started this, that one of my kid's friends had a rock thrown in his head and my wife kindly treated it. Um, it's, it's pretty intense, so you can start blaming the people outside and the politics behind it. And then another experience was last night, I thank God still getting bookings. And uh, just for example, the, at the time of the tragedy that happened, one of the bookings I had, my artist Listen Black, he was performing in Safad, which is a concert, it was a concert on a near mountain where you can see the mountain where the tragedy happened. And it's a beautiful place, by the way. It shouldn't just only be thought of as tragedy, but a very uplifting place. Very beautiful out in the north of Israel. And I'd organized and booked this event, and it was a big success. And thank God a lot of the people that were at that event were... And this ties into the fact that we could have, you know, only seen the negative of that tragedy. But because they were at my, our event, they were saved from being at the other event where the tragedy took place. So that was like a ray of light that I'd done that booking. But then last night when I did a booking for L.A., um, the people in LA um, didn't like the Zoom experience because they were delayed, they had the wrong Zoom link. By the time they started, it was uh, under tremendous pressure to get the artists that I'd given them to perform. And his internet wasn't perfect. It's, you could hear him, you could hear, but it wasn't like sound quality like with Jeff Palmer's show. You know, you see the sound quality makes a difference. And they actually threw him off the, the Zoom and said they wanted their money back. They didn't even give a chance to fix it or anything, and it was, it was, so I could be very reactive about that, because, uh, you know, we did, we, I got my artist to give the, the, his very talented person, I got him to give the money back, his wife was very upset, because they spent the day organizing the Zoom studio, and it was very nicely done, and, uh, you know, we sent the money back without complaint, and uh, we just said, explained to them that the, the sirens had just gone off outside, there's missiles flying, the internet probably in Israel is not in such a good situation right now. Um, you're, the whole celebration you were having was about Jerusalem, and we're sitting in Jerusalem with sirens going off, riots going off, and we still managed to provide our musician and a nice setup, and we would have fixed it if you'd have just given us a chance and communicated, um, but instead you're, you just want your money back. It's very sad, and they were... It was sort of like accusations a little bit negative. So we could have been reactive. And I've been working it through. It's taken me like, you know, a little bit of time with my own wife and my, my artist and his wife to work through the trauma of someone just being so cold when they're doing this positive experience for all their students and their program in L.A. And instead of like allowing it to, to inspire and continue, they just cut it off and threw the money back. And the people they took the money from are people that I personally would have left them with the money no matter what happened, even if they didn't do anything, because I know that they're such worthy people to receive money. So I have potential, a lot of 
blame and reactiveness to these kind of situations. Now, the soul level is saying to forgive. The soul level is saying to be proactive. The soul level is now how one, first things first, let's, let's get rid of the trauma that happened in the tragedy in Moran. Let's focus on the positive. Let's focus on the comfort. I did a bunch of classes with, with different people who are more expert than I. And I myself did a class to try comfort people and to try to be proactive, get out some positive words, to discuss it more, the trauma that happened. And the same with the, the uh, other story that happened here in Jerusalem with the kid getting hurt and all the different traumas going on outside our window, to discuss it, to, to develop it, to how can we be more kind in the opposite way, how can we create more unity, how can we reach out to all kinds of people and discourage that narrative that's adding fire, fuel to the fire, that the media's encouraging the fire, unfortunately, and not trying to diffuse the, the, the uh, escalation going on here, and to try only set, share content online, for example, that would unify, not to put any politi- political content, not to take sides, but to try and put out content that's unifying. That was like an example with the riots outside. And then for the, for the booking, that was a bit more personal because, you know, this was a friend for many years who was booking this event, and suddenly he's becoming very negative and, and even negative to one of my artists who I have to protect. And, uh, you know, it was just like, wow, like it went from a positive to a negative very quick. And I just like thinking, wow, like we're going through, you know, trauma here. And now people in L.A. are not understanding that at all. And they're just totally caught up with what they're trying to do, even about Jerusalem. It was celebrating Jerusalem, but they're not getting the point at all. So I just felt a lot of compassion towards them. And, and hope that they will understand over time. You know, I did send some messages back from the artists and myself, not, not argumentative, not continuing agreeing that we'll give the money back. We're, we're willing to, you know, to, to not continue the, the, the uh, whatever it's called. And the only reason, usually I'd have a contract. So that would be another thing that's very important. When you do things, you have contracts, and therefore the contract's binding, and you sometimes can't give the money back because the contract's binding. But this case was a last-minute booking. Um, I do a class weekly on, online, and the artist was with me that night, and then I got the request in the middle of the night from L.A., and then by the next day it was already the event, so we didn't have time to make contracts or anything like that. I just The payment was sort of the contract. But, um, you know, that was the idea of letting go, of being proactive, I, I think this is all helpful concepts to everyone nowadays, that there is a lot of these challenges, and we can switch it around. Now, I'd like to ask you if you have any questions on this concept of being proactive. I gave a few personal examples, and I thank God, just even talking it out now in itself lessens the trauma and the stress, and I think that's one of the, the beautiful things of what we're doing, just by meeting together we're already, but I, if you have a personal example or you have anything you want to share, and I, I want it to be interactive and I want you to feel comfortable what you share is, you know, it's not anything too personal, like, but things that you're comfortable to share. So please feel, feel free to, to come in on this point and we'll go further afterwards with, after we've had a little chat. Who wants to go first? Okay, Donna, you need to unmute yourself. There we go. I thought I was yeah, you're good. You're good now. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, brilliant. Um, I just would like to say um, I I'm, couldn't I'd be any more happy to spend this morning with the two of you. Thank very you. just listening to you, Eli. And I already know Elizabeth and I are very much aligned. Um, 
in all of what you're sharing, the concepts are exactly what I have been, uh, I call it like a transformation over the past couple of years, but significantly in COVID as well. And when I get hit with um, what you were saying, with um, being, you know, we always have a choice, reactive or respond. And sometimes it's really hard. Uh, I have this vision, this visualization or this, this vision of um, choosing to keep my heart open. So to accept it, read through it, be aware of the feelings, and then just really be aware of trying to keep my heart open and let it flow through me, understanding that the best way that I can continue to be productive and proactive is through keeping my heart open. And um, once it closes, then it's a lot harder to re to open that up. And I feel like you being the role model, us being the role model of um, compassion, which is what you said, and that's what I say, it makes it easier to lessen the anger when we are, you know, I say to myself, when somebody's doing something just blatantly wrong and, you know, or rude, I mean that in that way, I'm not, not really in judgment, but so I don't go into judgment. I will um, offer some compassion, like, oh, I wonder what happened to that person in their life that they're so angry. And so, and that, like what you said, that kind of just brings me down and offering more kindness and that vibration. I feel people feel that, that energy, that whether it's, you know, so I've been learning to use these tools as well, just over the past, you know, um, year, but I acknowledge I've been learning these and I can look back now. But, um, yeah, so, and I was just read the, um, the book, uh, Victor Frankl. I just read that a few weeks ago. And, um, yeah, I'm in on this mission to try. I, I feel like I've been spiritually, like, called to action uh, through a healer that I went to and how I would, uh, there was this integration. It was just beautiful. And I, I don't really understand it all. But I don't have to. And I just love being around like-minded people. And I, too, uh, am writing a um, a parent's guide that's kind of taken on its own life. And I'm falling in love and am in love with this journey. Amazing. Um, I'll let it listen. That's beautiful. It is all amazing. So I feel, I feel like you're really resonating with the concepts. It's something which you're already in that mindset already, which is a lot... To do with, but what I was trying to add on as well, just as an addition to be helpful, not to take away in any way or form from anybody, that the understanding of the soul level is what gives that depth to the heart level and to the mind level, the mindset. Because once you understand there's, there's a soul within you that's so beautiful and loving and compassionate and it's, and it's infinite and it's not limited by, by the restraints of this world in any way or form, and it has an ability to impact your daily life and your daily decisions. And how would you be able to verbalize the soul level? So that will be the next point we'll talk about. Um, we already mentioned a lot of concepts and values, which we are already soulful concepts. 
But there's the, the idea of the next level, building your values, your system, your, your mission statement, your goals, and you're getting that clearer and clearer what is the soul level, and things like you said, anger, and there's negativity that, that would be the opposite of that. And the more clarity you have of that, the more awareness, self-awareness, and ability to work on this in a, in a systematic, effective way. You know, when I think of a, a person who's effective nowadays, I always think of someone like Tim Ferriss, someone who's very brilliant at bringing down a lot of successful people and a lot of deep concepts into daily practical life. So sometimes it's not always going to be possible for me to do that. So I'm going to need that, like you said, very nicely, have role models around us who are being examples of that uh, application of, for example, today of being proactive or applications of people who are more effective in how they use their life and time and therefore I can learn from them. Um, and that's a lot, thank God, to do with this like online experience that we are now able to step in the mind of some of these successful people and learn from them. And on the heart level, I think that the heart level is going to need a lot of, of work with the people that we're close with on the emotional experiences we have. And that, that was something which one of the reasons I made this course before I even turned it into the online course that we're doing now, I built it as an actual counseling session that I was going to perform in Jerusalem before the corona you know, situation uh, removed that ability to meet in person. Right now, I probably could uh, awaken that idea, but I'm just being patient f for now. But the concept of sitting with actual people and talking so that you can get more emotionally involved beyond the online experience, that is something which the heart level can really help and because the heart level is very complex and it needs a lot of um sensitive um approaches so you don't end up you know into dispute or unnecessary you know un negative emotions you need to keep the pros the flow positive and that's once again for me it's really important here that we're understanding there is a flow coming down and that what we're talking about is not just whatever it's it's a flow that's meant to be discussed and that we're meant to experience it together, and we're meant to resonate and grow together. And that's something which, once you're aware that that flow is constant, and it's, it's uh, abundant, then it, it shouldn't limit your ability to, to be proactive, to, to overcome the challenge, and to rise above it. And once again, to use the tools of the mind and the heart, and how you speak, and, how, and what you do in your life, all these different levels of your, of your being, to use them in a functional way that leads to the best results of things that you're passionate about. Like you said, you have your new passion. Really important that that passion you have to really, to really develop a stronger, stronger clarity of how a part that is of your inner self and how important that is to you. And the more important you, you feel about it, the more passionate you are about it, the more successful you will be at giving it over to others, at manifesting it. You're, you'll be more confident with your passion and your, your dreams and your vision and your goals. And once again, when things or obstacles come up, like last night I had with the booking, I'm passionate about making bookings. And like I said, in last week we had the booking that was a tremendous positive one. The, the mayor of the city called in the host, the council, what personally thanked us for making an event that saved lives. So that was a tremendous, like, positive feedback. Last night was the opposite. The host put, just threw us off. So now, 
the question is, how, both in the end are me manifesting my goals, my visions, my purpose, but they're two different results. But in the end, I'm still manifesting. I'm still doing what I'm supposed to do. I reached out to help someone. They needed an artist. And in both cases, I was successful in doing my role. Their reaction is, not, is their reaction. It's got nothing to do with me. So that's a really important clarification that if you're really in tune with your purpose, that you won't be so affected by other people's uh, effects of the, how, they, how they react. And you won't be reacted back to them. And therefore, you're going to just keep doing your mission. You're going to keep going ahead. And nothing's really going to be an obstacle to you accomplish your life mission. And I think that's very encouraging when you get that clear. Um, so you, you, you have a sort of path, a trail blazing ahead because there's nothing going to hold you back. And I, I think that's what I've seen in my own life. And I think that's what I see from a lot of successful people in a much bigger way, a more public way. I haven't done it so publicly, but slowly, slowly, you know, in the right time, you start to find the tools and the ability to do that. So I'd like to hear a little bit from Elizabeth. What's your feeling about this? And then we'll go to the next stage. I love this. I'm going to say Myrony. I'm going to use Alicia's word, Myrony. <laughs> I was on her podcast. I loved it. Such fun. Uh, yeah. I, uh, so what I do is I'm helping parents to not be reactive, wow. <laughs> to be proactive. But I'm giving them the tools because when you're stressed, overwhelmed, you're more reactive, right? And so I approach it kind of the back door of how can we start to shift how our, how our thinking, how our habits, you know, how can we start taking care of ourselves in different manners so we aren't, we come from a, a full bucket and full of love in a situation rather than reactive, stressed, and fear. And so switching that, you know, emotional level to let go of guilt, shame, fear, regret, and be in the space of acceptance, willingness, courage, love, and joy. And so everything you said, I feel like, like you said, it's packaged a different way. I feel like we're all on the same alignment. And I talked to Jonathan yesterday, and he's doing the same thing for cops. Like, it wow. is... I. It is amazing how we are all, where they're following our soul's passion right now. They're all this sort of the same message, but packaged in a different way with different people. And I just, I love it. Like, this is just amazing watching this all unfold. So I'm just having a blast. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, is, that is really important to, to allow ourselves to feel the flow, to feel the fact that we are connecting and this is a happening. It's not just theory. It's not a good book or a good podcast or a good video or a good, you know, like live event. This is actually manifesting in our life right now. And that's really profound and it really it, it manifests very different than when we just intellectualize it because we start to feel it. We feel this energy coming into our life and we get excited and and then it doesn't become a numbers game. It doesn't become like, uh, you know, all these narratives we mentioned before. It becomes life, real life. And it's actually, we're actually living now. And that's really powerful. And we're living together. That's the beautiful part. And I remember, because my goal is, is, even if you have to do a lot of inner work first, so you first have to do the personal work. That's the idea Stephen Covey very cleverly wrote. You first have to become independent. 
from your dependencies, become independent, before you can become interdependent to others. And that's why he has his habits first go on the inner level of the idea of being proactive, mission statement, and then time management, time focus, priorities, before you can then go out and become win-win and understand other people and be synergizing and then reviewing and bringing it all together. And then I have my own personal habits of now connecting into the soul level and the voice of the soul and then bringing it together to that oneness. There's this, there's this idea that, you know, there's a developmental process in all these things, but it first has to come with the individual wanting that. And then it's so more beautiful and enhanced when it's together. So that's why I, the next point is, it's a, once again a little bit more an independent concept, but it's the idea of uh, going to mission statements, which is really important. And we know with Zula and Pulver EDU, there is a mission statement, so we know why we're here. We're here to educate ourselves, and we're here to develop ourselves. We're clear that we're joining together in a positive, safe place, and that there shouldn't be any politics, etc., and able to be respectful and the rules of the place, giving us that mission statement there. But for each person individually, they need to have their own mission statement. Each company needs to have its mission statement. You know, one of the companies I work for is called Breastlev English, and the mission statement is love, joy, and soul. So, you know, I was in an airport, and the, the police guy asked me, you know, what's all this stuff you've got, and why are you coming into the U.S.? Because I've seen you're traveling around a lot. What's your reason? You know, the airport guy, the immigration guy. And I, I picked up our banner that I had with me as one of the things I was carrying as hand luggage because we had so much stuff and our tours we used to do for speaking tours. And I pull out this banner and it unravels and it says, love, joy, you know, soul. And I said, I'm a teacher. I'm going around speaking. This is, you know, this is my group. We're putting this on everywhere we go. So the guy was like, sure, go ahead. You know, once he saw those words, you know, he was like the whole more negative, you know, why are you here? Now became, okay, it's obvious. This guy, this guy is here for a purpose. And that clarity that we have with our mission statement can get us through a lot of locked doors. Um, for me personally, one of the things I do is I work on my value system. I think that's a lot to do, as, as I said before, to manifest the soul level. How do we explain the soul level? We have to have clear values. Goals, you have to have goals. What do you want to do in life? How, what's your time frames? When are you going to put out your book? When are you going to, you know, you have to make certain limitations and goals how, so it can practically start becoming reality. And then dreams. You have to be able to dream. And this is something my wife, my soulmate, kept pushing to me when we were going over this course because it's something I want to do with, together with her is the idea of dreaming is really, she, she made me realize that you have to allow the creative aspects of yourself to be very much dominant, especially if you're talking about the soul level. I do believe that the creative aspects of our being is the key for the world to connect on the soulful level. I'm a musician. I love music. I love art. You know, my wife's an artist. I have grew up in the music world, and I saw the power of soul manifest through creative outlets. One of my friends built an art company that's going global now, and um, he, he's, he just sent me something before he put it out a few days ago. And I was just, oh my God, like he went into an office and he created this art piece. It's still, still art, it's still life art, but that it's constantly being affected by the temperature outside of the office. So it's, it goes from different like light and 
when it's being watered, when it's raining outside, the, the plant itself, it was a picture of a plant, starts to get watered, like little beads of water come on the plant, little ladybirds fly, and it's all done electronically, and it's taken a still life art and brought it to life through the real temperatures, what's going on outside. It's so clever, it's so interactive, it's bringing the outside world into the office space. And this is just an example of creativity and, and allowing, and then everyone who walks in there and experiences this art piece, it gives them a more creative mind flow. And it's the same with going into nature, it's the same with, and that's the idea, it's very important to dream. That's why I connected it to dreaming, because when you dream, you're, you're in a more creative flow. And that will give you ability to put out a more soulful experience of life that gives you more, more joy. So that was the next, the next point of the mission statement. So I do believe that everyone could sit down, write three columns, and have values, goals, dreams, and, and come out with quite a clear list of what those are, of your values, your goals, and your dreams. And once you write this down, you can slowly have, face them. That's why it's really important to have short-term goals, long-term goals, it's not something which should be, um, you know, limited in any way. You have to allow it to have a flow and not to be too, you know, um, I, there's a word I'm, I'm forgetting, but you don't want to be too restricted in your goals and your dreams and your values. You want to allow them to flow forth and be versatile. That's a, a word that's very important nowadays because technology is forcing us to come up with new platforms, how to manifest ourselves. We're doing this now, right now together on on, on Zoom, and there's so many other platforms online we can manifest, and to be versatile to try them out, even if we're not used to it. One of the places I went to was Clubhouse. I don't know if you guys have been on Clubhouse. And I went on a, a Clubhouse platform, and, and it was just amazing. I, I met this one, this amazing podcaster who I'm now following, and there's been so much connections. Like one of the guys who was at the tragedy, he was at the concert before that I'd helped organize, he ran over to the, to the place to go experience the positive aspects that were going on there. And suddenly he got there to, to ambulances and people being, you know, treated and people dying. And he was a medical person, so he was able to help. He was there at the right time. He wasn't there before where he could have been part of the tragedy. He was after the fact because he was at the concert. And he messaged me. I was messaging before. I only met him a few weeks ago through hosting him on a, on a, in a mill at my home. We host weekly different people from our, for the, visit Israel. And there's a lot of students here. They come around. And he, he was messaging me back and forth. And he told me after this that he was standing on a dead person while he was treating someone. He didn't even know until after he looked down and he was on a dead person while he was treating someone. He didn't even realize that was how tragic this whole situation was. And, I'm just saying this, that he was traumatized, obviously, because he was going there for positive, and suddenly it was switched into a nightmare situation. And I just saw him post on Instagram, and he was at the Western Wall, this was yesterday, and in, behind the wall was a massive fire going on, while people were celebrating, and there was gunshots, and the, he, he's come to this country to experience positive moments, and instead he's having trauma. So I, I didn't know, how can I comfort someone like that? So what I did, I sent him a podcast of someone I found on Clubhouse, and it was all about someone who was in one of the famous um, suicide uh, terrorist attacks in Jerusalem, where hundreds of people were killed. There was a person who was there, and he talked about how he processed the trauma through doing kindness and through helping people at the scene, and it was very helpful. It was very specific. To, so suddenly Clubhouse had given me this 
podcast, which I never would have had, and I gave it to him, and he was like, that person who gave over the podcast, I've been to him for, for Mills, just like I came to you for Mills, and he's an amazing guy. And then I told the person that, who's the podcast owner, who I've been slowly connecting with, and that same night of the concert, he, uh, my artist, gave out a shout-out to their friends, who unfortunately, their friend's child, who we went to visit years ago, sorry it's getting a bit complicated, but we went to visit years ago at a, it's called High Lifeline, they help kids with, with uh, uh, diseases, heavy, very serious diseases, we went and performed there, with my artist, and I had all the video footage that I'd never put out, because there was young kids there, and they said, no, we want to see it now. Why? Because one of the kids who survived his terminal, seemingly terminal illness, had now just got run over in a hit and run in LA. That was a few weeks ago. And they want comfort. They want to be reminded of positive moments. I had all this footage that I'd never made public on my YouTube, and I shared it. And the only reason I knew about this was because the person I'd listened to on the clubhouse, it was his wife had been connected to me to do this. And now at the concert, we'll announce that we're dedicating this concert to this boy. And we did that publicly, and they were so happy because the one of the biggest um, passions from this young boy was this artist that I work with. And now it was all like this connect, circle connecting up. And it, you see how, once again, there's a flow. And you see how being proactive and going out to new levels, going being more versatile, going onto Clubhouse... It's not a new platform. I don't know what's going on over there. I was actually at that episode. They invited me to ask a question, and I didn't know that when you get pulled into the panel, you become um, automatically uh, able to speak unless you mute your mic. And it, so, it usually with like Zula, you see you come on, you're muted. There, you come in a clubhouse, you're already able to speak. So I was all excited. I said, "Wow, my first time on here. They can hear me. I'm so excited to be here." And that came out on this big podcast that was being recorded on the clubhouse and they all started laughing and I was like my wife said it's cute don't worry about it they'll be they enjoyed it don't be so embarrassed but in the end I was so embarrassed I jumped out and I I couldn't ask the question and when they asked a question they were asking about the famous movie um, about that rug uh, American football player they were asking for the name of the of the movie, and I knew the name, and I wanted to say it, and I couldn't say it now, because I was already out of the group. But the point was, I ended up messaging the guy privately, and we've been connecting. And I was on another Clubhouse thing, um, thanks to that one, because of the, it was the same podcast, and there was an email mentioned uh, of the host, the, the guest, sorry, rather, by the host, and it was he just threw out the email, if you want to reach out to him. I emailed him, because he was very impressive, and he just now, just before this course, emailed me back. And he, he has a huge project in England. And I said to him, do you have anything going on in Israel? And he said, I have something going on in Dubai at the next 2021 Expo. So I, I actually do want to go to Dubai. So I'm actually going to hit him back that I'd like to come visit it on Dubai and see what's going on. And maybe we can then do something in Israel. But he, this guy's a big player. And I didn't imagine he'd email me back. But that's the idea of being versatile, of going for things, going for opportunities, reaching out to people, messaging, and, and thank God I was able to now impact. For example, let's just go backtrack. I impacted a young kid who passed away, his whole family, with a bunch of footage of his son dancing and singing with a famous singer that he loved. I was able to impact um, on uh, someone, who, a new person in Israel, who just suddenly went through a bunch of trauma and was at my house. I was able to give him exactly the right podcast, which I never would have found if I hadn't 
been brave enough to go onto Clubhouse and connect with those people. And then they know him anyway. And then they reconnected. And then I was able to... Now, I'm just going through all this just to give an example that by being proactive and being versatile, you suddenly... There's such these resonations of positivity that manifest in your life. And this has just been the last two weeks. You know, just this is two weeks of life. This is the kind of intense, positive life we can live. And even the musician who was very broken last night and his wife, they've actually turned around now and suddenly been crazy proactive today. I'm putting out content. They just sent me a new song. Like it actually opened up the... Once you react positively in a proactive way, it opened up the, the creative channels and now he's putting out more better quality music. So this is, this, this is the idea that you take life and you can, you can live a whole different experience through being more soulful by being attuned to the soul level. And it would get us away from a lot of the, the, the negative energy that's going on, on the, online on the media and we can actually generate a lot of positive waves without being political, without being, um, you know, accusatory or any of those kind of things. So I just want to once again ask you, like, if you have anything that resonates with the mission statement concept, being creative, your goals, your dreams, your values, being versatile as well, and in terms of how you manifest that, I'd like to hear, and this is really just the second part of a course, which is a 10-part 10, 10 course. I already just covered two points. So please give back your feedback, and then you know we'll end off, I think, today's session. We're downloading from the same source, I think, because that's one of my, in my modules, we start with parenting, what are our values of the family, and everyone goes through, with the, all family members, and gives the 10, top 10 values, and then we create a family manifesto, which we carry oh. on throughout the course. Yeah, the, the family mission statement, that is something I missed, missed to say, so I really appreciate you bringing that up, because the family mission statement is key. Definitely. Yeah. But it's just, I love it because we're all on the same page and, and hitting it. So you said this 10, are you creating an online course then? Like, I have it already written. I, I mean, I taught it already in a program in Israel, which I worked at um, for, you know, young American teenagers. And I taught a 10 part course um, a few times there. And it was more to do for them, you know, for, for teenagers at risk. And they're still finding themselves in the transition from from uh, school to university or college, whatever you want to call it. So it was a specific time period that I wrote that for those kind of people. But this is now, I would say, the updated version for everyone. Like, I want it to be a united soul experience. I don't want it to be one demographic. For sure, you can take the concepts and be apply it, like you said, yourself, parents and children. You can apply it in all different situations. And that's, like, one of the beauties. Once you put out a mission statement, which is what I'm doing... Uh, this this United Souls book is a mission statement. So it will be 80-something pages. And my hope is that people like yourself or anybody who wants to can then take that 80 pages and create another book. It can be part of a series of United Souls, of many different souls who come together, musicians, artists, creative speakers, psychologists, therapists, whoever it is, you know, different religions, whatever it is, comes together and adds to another chapter, another even book another part of the series that each person can contribute. But, but first, I have to get the first mission statement down so that I know that it's heading in a, in a direction that 
resonates with my purpose in the world, especially if I'm going to be heading the project. And it's a responsibility, but I, I'm willing to do it. And I've wanted to do it on many levels. I'm trying to do it in music. I'm trying to do it. I have collaborations albums. I was meant to do Unity events um, with, with uh, all kinds of large events globally. And the Corona thing that was meant to be last summer put a stop to that. So I'm trying to do it now online, on, at least on some, some level. Um, I'd like to manifest this in, uh, in everything, in education and fashion. I have a friend who's put out a book on fashion, which very much resonates with this. She was in the fashion industry. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, thank God, a lot of links developing. And I do believe that Jeff is a part of it as well, on some level, and Lauren as well. And everyone in the, uh, you know, in the Zula is a part of my personal mission because, in the end, we're all resonating. I, I don't expect everyone to to write a chapter or be specific in that, you know, that that project. But the point is that on some level, you're all impacting. I wouldn't have written a book if it wasn't for Zula. I, I wasn't thinking in those ways. And they had a few times they had a few guys come on, like uh, Mel, um, Lauren. What's his full name? Mel. I've forgotten his full name. Mel. Mel. Mel Rosenblum. Rosenblum. Yeah, so he put out a thing called Our Books, and that just that whole series, that episode, there was a bunch of other uh, um, people who were there as well. Very inspiring, and that's what got me writing a book. And instead of just having these ideas floating around, it, to be able to start to manifest it is a whole different experience. And it, like I said, it's actually mentally healthy to do that. What we're doing now is talking is healthy. It's uh, emotionally healthy. We need to have more contact. One of the things that's been really hard for my wife is the loneliness. Because she, she doesn't, for some reason, hasn't joined these kind of communities. And she's having a harder time with loneliness. And I see the pain that that can create the, the, when you're alone. Like when, on the weekend when I'm more out and about and she's here and the kids are out and about. It's hard for her. And that's one of the things I'm trying to figure out how to resolve, you know, get more communal connection or give her, she's passing a license hopefully next week, she's going to be driving around more, get her out and about a bit more, things are opening up, and I think that loneliness will dissipate, but one of the cures that I had for loneliness is this, the united souls, that we are souls, and we're not alone, we're never alone, that I'm one with my wife, and I'm one with, with my children, I'm one with my parents, please God they're coming in a few weeks, hopefully this current situation won't prevent them. I'm one with my students. I'm one with my teachers. I'm one with all my musicians and all my artists and creators and speakers. I'm one with all my friends here. I'm really one entity and in terms of the soul level. And I want only good for others. And that's because we're all united. And that's the kind of energy that um, I'm trying to tune into on a daily level. And I think that, that having that clearer and clearer, and discussing it, writing about it, singing about it, bringing it more to the, to the, you know, there should be amazing media created about it, there should be movies created about it, like The Matrix was a little glimpse of that kind of energy, even though there was a lot of violence and other stuff going on, but there have been movies in the media which awaken us to these ideas a little bit, but not enough, you know, there's not enough music about this, you know, I'm in the music world, and I have to work hard to find musicians that are unity-focused people that want to bring out a good energy. Um, thank God whenever I'm around Jeff and, and Lauren, that's the kind of people that surface. So it shows that they're manifesting that kind of unity energy. And um, that's really important for me, and that's why I have such appreciation over here. Um, I hope the next part of the course, 
will be even more important because we're going to go to discuss time management being more effective in how we use these concepts of our values, goals and dreams and being proactive, how to get um, out of some of the distractions and uncertainties and also then how to take that public. That will be the next point. Once you've done a lot of this inner work, how to go public more, have a more win-win experience with people and to really you know, succeed and be successful in bringing, this, bringing these concepts into our daily um, personal and, and public experience. That's it. It's, that's awesome. You're amazing. Um, it, it, we have a couple more minutes. I have a question that I'm gonna um, that we'll, I would maybe we'll end the class with because I could use help from everybody. Um, we do have a situation at in our um, in our awesome community of Zula where unintentional political things are happening. Maybe they're intentional, maybe they're not, but it's affecting the participation of other people. So the people who are involved are both awesome human beings. Both of them have their heart in their their work and in everything that they do, but one may, one inadvertently hurt the other one by background stuff in in their picture. Like we talked about your pictures, Ellie, but our backgrounds look like and, um, right, I didn't hurt it's anyone. Really, <laughs> it's not made that clear. I don't no, feel like <laughs> no, I didn't get positive imagery. Yeah, only yeah. positive imagery. Yeah. And, I, and you know, part of it's on me because I didn't notice. Yeah, it didn't resonate. I didn't even know really what it was, and that's my own ignorance. And well, I have to educate myself. But um, so I have to reach out to Zula tonight and on Thursday and really say that you know one of the things in keeping with our mission of being non-political and caring and respectful and wanting to be open to everybody. Cause I don't know anyone's story. Like I could look at your backgrounds and I mean, you know, I like flowers. Okay, fine. I'm swimming in flowers, but I, I know that if because of my own bias, if there was a swastika in someone's background, I would just shut their camera off because I couldn't look at it. Cause it, causes a visceral yeah. problem to me. Agreed. It was the same thing for this person, but I didn't know to shut their camera off because I didn't know that that symbol did that. Did yeah. That. So how do we, how do we say to our community in the most positive way that, you know, it's beyond what we're promoting sometimes. It's just understanding that, what we might see as part of our life might trigger somebody else. And that if their video goes off unexpectedly, it's because of someone's react. Like, I, I don't really know how to do it and keep in the heart that we're all allowed to be who we are. And we want to unite. We're trying to, we're trying to grab each other together and say, we're really the same. We're people. And we have yeah. this mission of connection and understanding. So is it, is it in line with those that mission if you ask someone to change their background, or is it not? It's a you really know, important and practical question to everything we've discussed so far, because really what the, once you get the values, the, the system clear in your mind, now it's just taking each specific situation and working out, how do I apply what my value system is, or my mission statement of, of the Zula, for example, in this case, 
you know, how do I apply that in a way that's, that's respectful, that's unifying and not disrespectful? And that's what, thank God I felt in Missoula that there has been sensitivity to all of that. And at the same time, there's been a lot of openness and that, that is walking a narrow bridge in a way because you're, it's very, it's, it can be difficult to balance the openness, like the idea of being more liberal and at the same time having rules. Yeah, and having restrictions and having uh, protecting other people. And this is a, this is a narrative and a discussion that's going globally right now online with all the different, you know, um, you know, Ben Shapiro, and then you have the other side, uh, you know, both back and forth. All these kind of discussions about what you know, what, what can you do with the woke thing and this and that. It, 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 without getting into politics, but just mentioning it just for the sake of that, that is a massive narrative going on right now, and cancel culture and the whole thing that you. In a way, could you explain what cancel culture is? Because yeah, so I'm going to keep it completely non-political. My explanation, only to say, I just just really don't understand. So, very simply and in short, because we want to keep it to the time, that because these are complicated, big questions that would need a whole another hour. Um, But just to keep it very simple, that we are allowed through you know the rights of humanity or, or depending on where you live if you have a constitution however it works that you have the ability to the right of speech of being able to be public with what your opinion and your expression and the council culture is saying no you don't have the right because you're offending someone and they're deciding what is offensive and therefore cancelling that person now is all their agendas and reasoning behind what's offensive correct so that could be very subjective and not objective and not something that was elected in. It wasn't decided by a majority of people. It was something that was decided by a minority how to limit and cancel that expression that's offensive to that minority. Now, in many cases, a lot of people, majority of people would agree that we need to protect the minorities. That's, that's something that we agree on and that's been agreed upon. Um, but the question is that sometimes the council culture is not to do with any of that. It's actual a negative agenda of power and control and limitation and a lack of expression. So then it's become something which is, you know, disputed. I'm not saying either way. I'm just telling you what the definition no, is. Now, I, I it, understand and I appreciate that. Yeah. And so in our case over here, just to, just to clarify your original question, I would say that what you're doing of trying to be sensitive and careful and take in both sides of the story and to together with you and Jeff and whoever else is responsible for this community, because I do feel there are key players here, um, those key players who are responsible should together in a sensitive um, way keep continue to provide a safe space for everyone involved. And if some people... Uh, things that are offensive, which in an obvious way, not in a very subtle, subjective way, but a more obvious way, and it's clearly offensive to, to other people, are happening, then they have to be rules to prevent that. And that should be accepted by everyone, in my opinion, as part of a, like a general consensus that we all have here. Um, right, because we're walking in with that understanding that this yeah. is what we're expecting, so we need to keep yeah. honest to that mission. Yeah, and I think that mission is worth saving over the individuals uh, yeah at the same time the individual has to be explained this in a sensitive caring 
understanding way of their specific situation, and that will take a delicate approach. Um, but if they're still continuing to do it even after the fact, then unfortunately there has to be some census in the community because the, the overall community is respectful, thank God, I think 99%. And it's a very, and the key is not to let that one percent take over the storyline of what we're doing here, because that's what's happening outside. It's taking over the storyline, and it doesn't have to. I think Lauren, to back up on that, how you worded it was great, and if you ask people rather than telling people, that's always better received. So asking them, someone in the group was triggered. Right. And I know you didn't put that there to trigger anyone. Right. You know, that's just what you enjoy or symbols you. But unfortunately, right. it didn't trigger someone. Would you mind taking it down during the Zulas? Because we really want everyone to feel empowered and feel, you know, in a safe space. And we don't want anyone to be triggered. It would be greatly appreciated. Right. And then it's done. Right. <laughs> it's exactly. down. It is, you know... <laughs> And it really has resolved itself, but I still need yeah. to address it. Just not that it happened, but just to reiterate the um, the mission. But I still need to do my part. Other people have dealt with it because it never came directly to me, so I had to. Yeah, and it won't be the first time or the last. It's this it's is a little, you know. This is a current challenge for everyone right now. When for it, everyone, and it's and it's just you know, look, I I'm really good at talking to three or four year olds really good that's my world so i never want to not understand the concept so it's been a weekend of learning of all different kinds of things and understanding the 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 nuances of things that to me they just weren't in my world so i didn't see them so i didn't yeah it's a shame you know you're in the world of pure children they don't have this kind of nuances which is which is a it's something you've been blessed to be in that world of soul, literally, like children are much more closer to the soul level. They haven't put the ego in, they haven't complicated things. So with children, you're getting a much more soulful experience. With adults, unfortunately, we tend to overcomplicate and, and bring our own agendas and egos into the story. And that's something which overall, I think in our Zula, I think that that fact that you're the, you and Jeff are more soulful and more, you know, like but the fact that you're having that experience yourself, you're bringing that that lack of experience of that kind of negativity, that's good. That's a purity and a goodness that you should keep bringing to our Zula. And if you educate yourself, it should only be for the sake of just just of, of keeping it to that good level that you've already kept. It's, it's just yeah. a level of so start taking sides, it won't help you, you know? No, I'm not taking sides. No. Thank God that's that's easy for me. That's just where my brain is. But I just That's a blessing. That's a big blessing. Especially nowadays. I mean is this is this person aware of what's going on? Well now they are. And it, and the person who was the trigger had a perfectly awesome reason for that symbol. But it's not the generalized understanding of that symbol. And the person who was triggered couldn't even hear that conversation because the trigger happened and the person shut off because the person just said, "Uh uh-oh, I'm in a dangerous situation 
Nobody else is reacting to what I'm seeing. They all must not understand. So... That there is that there, that is a big narrative going on right now. That there's there's a a big feeling of that some people are not getting certain. I don't want to get into labels and names and all the stories, but just to keep it very simple, that there are there is a voice out there that is saying that you don't understand my situation, so you you need to be educated or you know removed kind of thing. And that that is a big voice out there. Um, what I once again, when we started this class, the idea of being proactive rather than reactive, that would be the answer. That to not allow the victimized mindset to take over how we do things. Rather, how can we positively um, deal with this? How can we overcome this challenge, this opportunity that's manifesting in terms of people are upset or people are offended? Now we have an opportunity to, to grow as a community rather than, you know, start, you know, making this whole like, you know, well, we represent this, we represent that or. Right. Yeah. There we are going into the sides and it's not what it's about. No. And thank God overall, 99% of our experience has not been any of this. I have heard a little bit from people that they're upset with a few of our attendees of certain yes, comments. A couple of our attendees have yeah. been removed. Because I, yeah. I had to, you know, I, we, we had head-on collisions. Together. Yeah, no, I, 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 I was aware of it, and I'd even heard it, and I was yeah. pained by it, honestly. I was pained because um, one of the people that was affected by it, I really enjoyed their presence, and there's right. a lot, and then the other person, I don't enjoy their presence, personally, but it was just sad to see that it was actually coming out, and... I, thank God, didn't have to take sides because once again, that would be the opposite of what I'm trying to do. Just because I don't resonate with someone doesn't mean I can't share a platform with them. And that's, and that's yeah. what makes you incredible. And, and it's what we learned from you over and over again. And when I have questions like this, I do think about how you would deal with it because I know that you have different, you and I have different religious beliefs and we're in the same religion. Like, but it's okay. Like, we don't... <laughs> fighting with each other and saying, yeah. you can't do it, you know, like, it's just, it's fine. We, you know, one of the blessings I had is I grew up in the public school system. I went to the private school system. Right. I grew up in London with every kind of nation and, and people right. and religion. I grew up completely secularized and only went on my own journey through the different parts of my own religion right. and other religions. I feel like exactly. I, thank God, was exposed to a lot of things very quickly in life. And it gave me ability to to connect to all kinds of people, all kinds of things, and all kinds of paths. And I, I'm very grateful. Even in my journey in Israel, one of the main clients that I've had has been, you know, North North American, you know, black community people. Yes. Uh, even though, like, people are like, why are you so connected to the black community when you're in Israel and Jerusalem? But that's what's been drawn to me. Maybe I grew up with a lot of jazz, a lot of that energy around me. Um, I don't know exactly where it comes from, but that's and been... Do. Like, yeah. It's a needed connection for you and yeah. for them. And each of us connect to the people that, I guess, that resonate most in our heart, and that's what works, and that's why we can sit here together and have this conversation. And I, I mean, I feel awkward because I know that these people are awesome. Each of these two individuals are awesome human beings with awesome platforms, and they're right. Neither of them are wrong. They're both right. But that's what's so hard. 
So I, I think that this is such an important part of what we're going to do, hopefully, with this kind of discussion, and it's real, and it's practical, and that, that's my hope, that, that get the, having more and more of this kind of experience of united souls, that we are souls, and we're, the unity message needs to be strengthened. Google unity, it's the first uh, paragraph of my book. Google it, and you'll see there's almost hardly anything, no one's really done much. No one's done it, because it's... It doesn't make headlines. It doesn't. It doesn't make movies. Nobody cares about it that much. You know, maybe there's a few individuals here and there, or big causes. But you'd be surprised the lack of organisations and lack of of content on unity, on unity movements, unity events, unity programs. It's it's actually surprising, and that's one of the things that Tim Ferriss taught me. Take something that's missing in the world, that's a real problem. And make that your mission, you know, like, and, and do something about it, you know. And, uh, you know, each person awesome. can do that. Just amazing. Thank you, everybody. I really appreciate it. I appreciate your voice, and thank you for your help. And thank you for being part of our class. Amazing. And our mission for next week is to bring a friend. Yeah, but, so but it's a bi-weekly, so it's not next week, it's two weeks from now. Yeah. So we it's got time. Okay. Yeah, I like the bi-weekly. It gives us time to internalize and to think about it and... Right. Decide, you know, if, if people don't come, I'm definitely not offended. I'm, I'm an open guy, go with the flow. But I, I believe that, that people could gain. The more of us, the more voices, the better this class will be. So I ask you to invite people. Thank you. And thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you, Donna. You, thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you, Lauren. Have a good day. Have a beautiful day. Bye. Have a great day. Bye. 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 Bye.